Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in. Okay, here we are again, again. I just got some new games. As you know, I just like dropped them off at your house. I bought these games and I said, Megan, I got these new games. Take a try. Yeah, I like this game share idea. It was, I just like games. And recently, my two older kids have gotten into playing games. So it's been really fun that we can kind of, you know, expand our palettes in the world of games. Way to go. Thank you. We do love games. We play lots of card games, lots of board games. We play a lot of games in our house. Do you play board games more or card games more? Right now, board games. Oh, really? The adults in our family play card games. Uh Uh-huh. But the kids are more into the board games, though our oldest is learning the cards. We're getting there. What board games are your kids playing? Ticket to Ride. Oh, fun. Settlers of Catan. Your kids are playing Settlers of Catan? The boys are, yeah. The older kids. And the Bluey Scavenger Hunt board game. That has been a regular favorite in our home, too. That's a cute one. Very cool. Very cool. Well, listeners, if you can't tell, we are talking about games today. Because, you know, we like to keep it light, and we also really like to have fun in our homes. And in the season of life that we are in, we're playing a lot of games. So... We have a really great guest with us today, but before we introduce you to the one, the only, going to keep you hanging. Guest. Guest. (laughs) We want to, uh, we want to talk about what type of games you guys play. Yeah. So first we asked our listeners about their family game night or lack thereof, which is totally fine. Yeah. We understand that not everyone's into games. I actually, my sister is not into games. Whenever we get together around the table, she's always one that opts out and we're always like, come play. And she's like, no, I just don't like games. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I think there are the, every family has at least one person Mm -hmm. who feels that way. And that is Mm -hmm. fine. I respect that. Yeah. So two of the results of family game nights were evenly split. 48% of listeners say that family game night is a must. Hmm. And another 48% of listeners said they play games as a family every now and then. Hmm. Do you know what those combined results indicate? I was just doing the math in my head. Well, it's not 100%. No, almost though. The vast majority of our listeners have a deep and abiding love and appreciation for games. Yeah. Okay. I, I like it so far. I like it so far, but we're missing, we're missing a few percentage. Yeah. So it's about three a percentage th- <laughs> percentages, about 3% of our listeners who took the poll said they don't play games as a family. Not even like hide and seek or tag or duck, duck, goose. I guess not. Oh, we, wow. didn't, we didn't offer those up as options. Mm. Mm. To each his own. But they don't play games yet. Right. I would not be surprised if by the end of the special interview, we can convince those 3% of listeners to start. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we actually talked about this in, in the interview. But if people don't like games, sometimes I take it as a challenge because it's like, mm. I just don't think you've played the right game yet. Because mm-hmm. I don't love all games. Mm-hmm. There are many games that I would pass on. But... If someone's playing a game, I always do want to watch and see what they're doing. Yeah. Well, the, and there are certain games that are better gateway games True. than others. True. Oh, I yeah. just haven't played the right one yet. Oh, yeah. I like this. Keep going. I like where this is going. Okay. So recently, listeners were asked to share some of their favorite games to play as a family. And here are some of the games recommended. Okay. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. We've already mentioned the first one. Ticket to Ride. 
Cool. So fun. I didn't know there was a kid version though. So I need to get the kid version. You should borrow ours. It's okay. a blast. Okay. It is a blast. Even okay. my two littlest ones, my four and six year old can play it. Cool. So fun. Okay. Sleeping Queens. Oh, you gave this to us. Love it. That pancake queen, man, she's the she causes a lot of contention in our home. <laughs> I don't know why she's such a hit. Really? The cat and dog queen causes issues in ours. For sure. Ugh. All right. Cover your assets. Mm-hmm. The bears and the bees. Good. Mm-hmm. Enchanted Forest. <gasps> I don't know that one. I have seen it recommended. It has been on my Amazon wish list for like four or five years. I'm gonna buy it and oh. and let's play it this weekend. Could you? Okay, let's do it. Okay. All right. The next one I actually don't mm. know how to say. Um, Rumacub. Rumacub. I think so. <laughs> Rumacub. <laughs> you say it. You say it so so confidently. Yeah, with authority. Rumacub. Rumicube. Rumicubey. Rumacub cub. Rumacub. Silent B. <laughs> Dude, what game is this? I'm gonna Google this while we no, talking about it because I think I've played this. I feel like I've played it too at some point because. Uh, the name I recognize, but it's just one of those names I'd actually prefer not to say out loud because I'm not sure how to say it. Sure. My um, my parents play a ton of games, a ton of games. Mm. And so I wouldn't be surprised if I have played this one. Is that where you okay. got your love of games from? I think so, yeah. Aww. So I just Googled how to say it. Rummy-coob. Rummy-coob. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm not arguing with That's you. That's exactly you. what it says. Rummy cube. But I like to know how this listener says it. So I have played this game. Now that I look at the box, mm-hmm. I played it. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's one of those games on the shelf that I'm always like, that doesn't look like fun. But once I get it out, I'm like, wow, this is riveting. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. It's a favorite, a family favorite for cool. someone's family. For some listeners. Cool. Yep. Another listener, a lot of listeners said, Uno, and it's many mm. variations. And mm-hmm. I did a little Google on this. There are 568 Uno card games and wow. spinoffs. Wow, wow, wow. That is so cool. Yeah. So um, I don't know if, you, do you remember the guy, Colin Kutchner? Kuchner. Remember him? He's like a Utah, he was like a Utah influencer years ago and he passed away. Oh, he yeah. was the guy yeah, that yeah. was big into no screen. No, yeah, no screen time. I remember this. He once said, I went to a talk of his once, and he said that he always carried when he goes to the airport, he'll take like five or six decks of Uno. Oh. And if he sees like a teenager on his phone, he'll like challenge he'll give a set of cards to a teenager and say, I want you to play with your with your parent. And he said, because Uno is like the easiest game to understand. Mm-hmm. There are lots of variations mm-hmm. and it's always fun. Yeah. And so because that kind of sparked my interest in Uno again, and now me and my kids, we play Uno a lot. We have Harry Potter Uno. We have Shark Week Uno. We have Uno Attack. We have a lot of Unos and it's just fun. fun. It's one of those timeless games. I liked seeing it on this list. Yeah. Someone said Uno Flip and I hadn't <gasps> heard of that one. I forgot about Uno Flip. What is that? I've played that before. Oh. Yeah. That one was specifically mentioned. Uno Cool. In and of itself was mentioned a lot, but cool. Uno Flip. Love it. Phase 10. Aha. Uh-huh. Cool. Codenames Pictures. Oh, wow. And that looks like a lot of fun. I didn't know that existed. I didn't I love either. Codenames. Do you? Yeah, but Codenames Pictures. It's all picture. I, I Googled it. It looks like that. That's interesting. Quirkle. Also mm. a fun game. 
Mm-hmm. Settlers of Catan. And do you Love know they have it. a kids version of that game too? Oh, cool. We okay. don't have the kids version. I don't have either. No, we just have the adult version. Interesting. Yeah. No Mean Around. Oh, very good. I like to see that one on the list. Dominoes. Oh, wow. Sushi Go. Okay. Clue and its many variations. And those are those are some of the games mentioned, but yeah. I love Clue. There you go. I love the old fashioned Clue. It's the it's <laughs> you have to say it with a French accent. Yes, you have to say it with a French accent. Clue. <laughs> that's that's how you say it in the movie and in the game. Clue. Um, I don't actually care for the new version though. I like the old fashioned Miss Scarlet, Colonel Mustard, Miss Peacock. What's the new version? The new version, they don't have those types of characters because they're up to date. And I guess, you know, the old version was a little bit prejudiced. I didn't I don't know how oh. or why or the details, but huh. um I always wanted to be Miss Scarlet in real life and in the game. Mm. She was so Secretive. Life goals. Life goals. Life goals. Here I am now. Anyways, okay, where are we now? Back to it. All right. Well, shall we get into the interview? Yes. You're I so am excited. Very, I am very excited because I re, we reached out to this, this guest and I thought, oh, this is a long shot. We're never going to get him. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> and it's exciting. And it was a really fun interview for us. It was fun. Amanda fangirled a couple times. Our guest is... Drum roll, please. We don't have drum roll. I don't think. It's... I don't even have a drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> There's a grasshopper in here. There's a dragonfly stuck in here. It sounded a bit like a bug, didn't it? You should try again. Don't Can try not... again. Don't scare us. <laughs> Can you not do that? Can you do it? No, you roll your eyes. Why would I want to do that? Oh, I can't do it now that You're I'm a laughing. Spanish teacher. Of course you can do it. I can't do it. That's I can it. only say clue. <laughs> okay, who is, is it? it? Who is it? It's Grandpa Beck, you guys. The Grandpa Beck of Grandpa Beck's. That's games. and that's actually his real name. Well, I thought that Grandpa Beck was just like the name of the company. Name. No, I thought it was the name of the company. Yeah, but his name is. I don't want to tell you his first name because only we can know. Really? I don't know. I'm sure they can Google it. No, no, you can't. It's top secret, but his first name's Brent. Brent <laughs> Beck. Grandpa Beck. We talked to the guy who created Cover Your Assets. Isn't that amazing? It was amazing. We talked to him. So anyways, go It ahead. was amazing. Okay, so here's a little introduction on Grandpa Beck. Nearly a dozen years ago. <laughs> many moons. <laughs> Not that many. Can you say it in your narrator English accent voice? No. Oh, darn it. (laughs) Grandpa Beck had the idea to take a face card game that they enjoyed playing as a family and make it into a themed card game. They thought it would be easy. Now they say they laugh at their naivete. They have now produced seven card games with more on the way. Their most popular game, Cover Your Assets, is now in hundreds of thousands of homes. Another game of theirs, Skull King, has been translated in several languages and is enjoyed in nations all over the world. In this world, with so many distractions, their hope at Grandpa Beck's Games is to help folks have quality and really fun time together. And we feel the same way. Yep. So let's get right into it. This is so exciting. Oh my gosh. Here he is in the flesh. And just so you know, when I told my six-year-old son, Sam, that I was talking to you today, he nearly lost his mind. He is obsessed with Skull King. So I'm sure we will talk about that, but you are a celebrity in our home. So this is thrilling, absolutely thrilling. 
Thank you for being with us. We'd love to know a little more about your family, you and your wife and your kids and grandkids. So tell us a little bit about them. I grew up one of uh, six boys. My dad was a school teacher and we played games uh, as one of the inexpensive things to do, um, mostly with my mom because my dad was too busy working usually to play games. But with our kids, we have five kids. Um, they're, we now have 10 because they've married. And so we have five kids by marriage, five by the old fashioned way. And we are blessed that they're all close and we all have a good time together. And we love all of our in-law kids and their families and stuff. So we're very happy with um, a cohesive family. We just loved our kids as kids. We loved the teenage years. We loved um, the young adult years. And we love them now with their, uh, having the grandkids for us. We have uh, 19 grandkids so far. Um, and possibility of a couple more in the future. Um, well, congratulations. 19 yes. grandkids and counting. Congratulations. That is really quite a family. That's a, that's a wonderful number. It's a good number. Um, and uh, my wife and I have married for over 41 years and we um, had an interesting experience together. I was an airline pilot for my real career and she supported me working through all those years in small planes at low wages, and long hours and uh, working my way up to be an airline pilot for Alaska Airlines for 33 years. And then the pandemic kind of accelerated my retirement a bit, but uh, I turned at 65 a year and a half ago, which uh, is the maximum age to be a scheduled airline pilot anyway. And so I'm officially retired from that. Um, my oldest son is a pilot there as well. We got to spend the last couple of years before we retired uh, flying with captain and co-pilot with our oldest son. No way. We share the same first and last name, so it would confuse the gate agents because they'd say the same name twice, which had never happened before because there's not anybody else in the company with the same name. And so we would have a good time confusing folks. And before the flights, I would stand looking at the cabin and I'd say, I'm flying with my favorite co-pilot and I've known him for a long time. When I first met him, he was in the hospital and he had <laughs> a dramatic experience of being born. <laughs> so, that was a story I've never heard before so that is wild so what was it like working with your son I mean did you guys just sit in the cockpit together and have so much fun or did you kind of you know was it work how did you what were the dynamics together he's a really he's always been a great kid he's never had to give us a moment, moment of challenge his whole life and he's been a great kid um he was even a great baby but uh, he's super responsible very professional and we had a great time and we we just had fun flying around the country. Um, we didn't always have the most fun layovers. One month we had three layovers in a row in Maui, um, uh, three weeks in a row. So we went on three different snorkel trips to Molokini with different operators. Um, so we had had a fun month that month, you know, on our layovers. What a neat opportunity. And just yes, those rare. memories that you and your son, those are like so, un those are very unique memories to you too. How cool is that? Yeah, it's really rare to be able to get a family member in the cockpit at all, but especially as your co-pilot. Um, and then to be able to have that professional relationship. And as pilots, you take turns. One person flies one leg, the other person handles the radios. You kind of take turns. Who's the pilot? Who's on the controls? And so we would just act like a normal crew and and uh, take our turns and have a good time. And and uh, uh, whether it was flying through Southeast Alaska, one month we were flying in the spring in Southeast Alaska. We had everything from, from fog to, to snow to winds to interesting approaches. It was a very dynamic month as Southeast Alaska could be quite weather um, crazy in springtime and fall and winter, but, but we had a great time and we had a variety of experiences and it's a memory that I'm super happy that we were able to share. Well, so tell me, how did you go from airline pilot to gamer extraordinaire then? Well, you know, the, um, 
pilots, a lot of times they do other things as well because we have some time available and, and most of us are not kind of, we're kind of, you know, busy people. Um, I did a couple of real estate things, you know, in the years past, like built a spec house and I remodeled a house and things, did a lot of work on our own house. But then after the 2008 kind of uh, re, um, real estate setback, um, seemed like uh, something else might be more interesting than, than real estate at that mm -hmm. moment. And so we had um, learned a concept of a, a face card game that had a golf theme from my daughter's new husband, Uncle Jack, um, husband's Uncle Jack, who had taught him this game. And we played it for years as a, as a face card game. But you had to kind of remember the value of this cards because it wasn't face value scoring and, and it seemed a little bit clunky. But, but it was a great game. And that was the impetus to say, we could make this game so much better if we, if we illustrated it and we optimized it. And if we, if we had face value scoring, we made it, you know, made it um, thematic. Um, and that was the kind of the genesis of the idea. It took us years to figure out how to do it. And, and then even more years to how to make, do it productively. And, and we had every kind of mistake you can think of as far as um, things that didn't work out well initially, but we were, um, I had, you know, had a job that I could rely on. I had retirement in the future so I could, I could be a little more free with not investing in my retirement because I had a pension and, and we believe this could be helpful. Uh, I had no idea how difficult it would be or how long it would take to become profitable. We thought we just would do it and be, and be easy, but I was naive. Um, and it took a long time to turn it from a um, idea to something productive. I mean, from, from inception to being profitable, it was probably like a dozen years or something, you know, um, mm. from five, five years from the time we started the company before we even had a, well, four years from the time we actually formed the company before we had a product to sell and another five years probably before we were not losing money. Um, so we were um, uh, not the greatest examples of, of a quick pickup uh, and a great success story, but they say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success and I think it's about 15 <laughs> to, to be <laughs> underachievers, but, um, but we were persistent. Uh, in my life, I think uh, one of my better skills um, is persistence and diligence because um, I think that's, I'm, I'm more qualified in those areas than I am in, in super talent or uh, good looks or anything else, you know, so I'm just mostly, <laughs> so mostly I'm just kind of a, I'm persistent, but once I get started something, I'm, I'm not a quick quitter. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to keep going, you know, and I think there's a lesson in that someplace. So. Oh, there's for sure a lesson in that. I think that is very well said. Now, let me clarify the game that you're referring to is golf, your game of golf, correct? Uh, the first game we actually had ready to go was we called it Grandpa Beck's golf. And then later we re um, done it um, as gnoming around because uh, <gasps> Um, from the very beginning, my wife says, we should make this less golfy, but I had my mind that it's golf, you know, it's and golf. so I, uh, but um, finally I wised up after about eight years and said, let's make this uh, over again with something that's more creative and imaginative. And mm. um, we, you know, decided to make this game where the gnomes are out in the field, you know, kind of doing their uh, kind of woodsy golf and, and she and our illustrator came up with all these cool characters and, and re redid the game. And we had some new mechanics that were introduced at the same time to make it more dynamic. And then after we released it as Gnoming Around, it got like, um, uh, let's see, I think uh, in six months, it got more reviews than it had in six years before. Um, wow. What? And, and it always, we, when, it, when we sell games, 
uh, a good game will sell through, which means you buy them and you sell all the ones you bought. Uh, some games never do sell through. All of our games have always sold through, but this one, um, the rate of sales greatly increased with the new illustration and the new mechanics and being a little more thematic and 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 being less. We figured after a while, which again, I wised up to that, uh, that the golfy theme was too golfy for moms, but not golfy enough for golfers. So now it's more imaginative and fun and and has better mechanics as well. So I, I was slow again to learn my lesson there, but um, but eventually I came around to my wife's um, understanding, which could have been better if I if I would have um, smarted up in the first place. But um, but at least I I I was um, blessed with getting it right <laughs> the third or fourth time. You know, so you got there. I you hope my husband's there. listening. So. <laughs> well, that's so funny, Grandpa Beck, because um, we I was taught how to play golf with face cards. Yes. And I remember walking away and going, that was so confusing. I don't want to play that again. And then it was probably five years ago that we bought golf, your version of golf, and I enjoyed it so much more. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was just in the store a month ago and I saw gnoming around and I read the back and I thought, this sounds just like golf, but I already own golf. So I did not buy gnoming around. And now knowing that this is what it is, I'm going to go buy it today because we're, I know we're going to talk about the illustrations, but the what is it? The visuals of your game are so compelling. And so I would like to add that one to my, to my collection. Very clever. I like hearing the story behind. And, but the artistic part of it is the real, is one of our real keys to whatever success we have. Our artist has been with us, not from the very first production of golf, but um, with all the games since then. Now uh, uh, she's been with us for like, you know, uh, 12 years or so that she's been helping us out. She was a, a friend we'd met when she was a young married mom, um, but we knew she was an artist. And when it came time to look for an artist after the first one, because that kind of didn't work out too well, we called her up even though she lived in a different state and she was willing to kind of work on our projects between her projects and to, to kind of grow into this area with us. And, and now she's produced such a wide range of illustrations for us from the pirates and skulking to the crazy creatures and cover your kingdom to the beautiful um, bee cards and bears and bees and the fun dogs and in uh, nuts about mutts such a wide range of of illustrations and she she can draw anything and she's just such a blessing and she's such a good part of our team and she's so nice to work with uh, and then she has her own line in children's oh my goodness first one was the new york times bestseller um so we're i'm really happy that she's been blessed with the success but um, she's done a really great thing for us and and as a super valued part of our of our company. Well, I mean, at what point are you going to tell us her name so that we can share the joy with all of our listeners? Well, good. This is good to have a point. So everybody remembers it's April Stott, S-T-O-T-T, April Stott Design is her website. Well, and if I remember right, April, it's not spelled A-P-R-I-L, right? How is it? It's got a Y, A-P-R-Y-L, April. That's right. Well, we will promote her for sure because that is so cool. It really does take a team to put out good products like this. And just as, as we would like to support you and your family, we want to support April. So that's very cool. The only thing that I can draw is a card from a deck. And so I <laughs> needed help there for sure. <laughs> so. Well, and you mentioned that she feels like part of your family. And based on everything you've said, it seems to be that Grandpa Beck's Games is a small family business, which sounds like so much fun. Is it still true that you've only produced games developed by members of your own family. All of these games just come from your family. Yep. Um, well, our youngest son helped with mechanics on two of the games. Our middle son, um, three of them, and the other ones were developed uh, collaboratively in the rest of our family. Uh, we have 
several games in the works, and we, uh, but so far they're all uh, family members. Have you heard about the Cover Your Cookies game? No. No. Um, this is a pretty cool thing that my middle son figured out the game and also the connection, but we have a game called Cover Your Cookies that's going to be sold in all the Crumble stores starting March 6th nationwide. Um, I would say, I feel like I, why don't I know about this? That's why, because it's not out yet. Yeah, they did a pre-sale. It does some pre-sale advertising, but they're just kind of in a teaser manner uh, in December. They could have pre-bought it, uh, but it's going to be in all the stores nationwide uh, March 6th, and it's going to be um, quite an opportunity for us to to establish relationships in new areas where we're not as well known. And the game is in their pink colored box with their cookies. And it's a great uh, advancement on Cover Your Assets with some cool new features, but with uh, the basic game of Cover Your Assets, but now with some uh, added things like a crumb collector and mixer cards and things. So that's amazing. So fun. We have got to go to a crumble today. That's amazing. Not until March 6th. We will ask, we will beg for one. I need it now. (laughs) Every box has a uh, QR code for a free cookie. So you get a a free crumble cookie in the deal. And then also a, a discount on buying our games buy two get one free if you buy one of the crumb cover your cookies games so how cool what a sweet opportunity well yes. that's that was a good pun <laughs> megan this is the king of puns right here that was a good pun sweet and chewy so. <laughs> <laughs> well so how did you come to create this game or what exactly goes into making yeah how do you do games? it uh you know in the process Creating the game is hard, but it's actually the easiest part um, compared to the business uh, being successful. It's such a um, challenge to, um, well, you know, to first to get it right uh, and to make it unique enough where people want to play it and that they'll play it over and over again because our goal in all of our games are to be what they call evergreen games, the play- games that people play year after year and, um, and you know, month after month, but for a long time, not just as a game you play a couple of times, you've kind of experienced it and you're done. Our games are meant to be evergreens. And we hear that from people that they've been playing the game for years, you know, and it's become a part of their family history. Um, so getting it a, a game uh, mechanic is the first step. Then you have to um, get pick a theme for it because a lot of our cards could just be colors and numbers uh, if we wanted to have them be like, other games in the past, you know, or phase 10 or something, or colors and numbers. That was the traditional way in the past. We want our games to be more interesting. We want them to have a, a theme and a dynamic and, and interesting uh, options. And, and um, so that is an important thing to pick a, pick a theme that will be successful. And we've had some games we thought of a theme, but evolved that into a different thing, which actually worked out better. So that's another part of it. And then, uh, then you have to find a, a, someone to make it illustrated in an interesting way, which well, again, we've been successful with because of April. And then you have to find a way to get it produced in a, in a manner that's going to be quality and, and also done in a, in a way that allows you to have some margin to be able to sell. But the last six years or so, we've dealt with a really great factory in Krakow, Poland, which we've been really happy to work with because they're so dedicated and hardworking and they're using really quality equipment and such, but they, they're really dedicated to help us. And we have real partnership with them so we're we're very happy to be working with the people of poland and helping support their growing economy uh in a in a people that are are very wanting to have freedom and wanting to have um progress in their own country but not to be you know supporting government that's maybe not in in sync with our values so yeah yeah it seems like a lot of thought went into that well i mean i i have a dumb question but how did you how did the 
how did the factory even pulling it on your radar? You don't necessarily just Google like card making company. Like or how do you, or do yeah, how did you find a, a factory in Poland? There's a um, association called Gamma, the Game Manufacturing Association, which has a, a annual meeting every year for people that are in the game industry. But a great man, guy named Radek Gronas, who is the a salesman from the factory called Fabrica Cart in in Poland, um, came to this Gamma event in Las Vegas years ago, looking for business from the U.S. because they really mm. didn't have U.S. customers yet. You know, we, we started working with them. And um, they've just been a great partner. And we've now we've now printed uh, probably a million and a half games with them so far in the last six years. Uh, we're, we're approaching our two million game mark here real soon. And they've been with us for the biggest part of that. You know, so. Congratulations. Wow. We're very pleased. And, and we see them a couple times a year, either a trade show here or there. We were over in Germany. Um, and I've been to Poland twice to visit the factory. And um, they're just um, uh, really great. Uh, partners and we just are really happy to work with them and we're dedicated to them the director of the company was a, a man about 60 you know white-haired guy and i could relate to that and he said i hope that 25 years from now um my grandkids will work with your grandkids um in this business so that's they have a long-term you know feel of connection they are very dedicated to doing a good job and mm. uh, and i just don't I, i'm more just happy to have a good partner we can count on that's really cool we're happy to support the people of Poland. We will keep buying games to support you in Poland because that's very cool, very unique. You know, once you have the game designed and even produced, then the hard part is how do you get it out there enough for people to know yeah. about it? Uh, my wife and I would go to, in the, for years, like maybe six trade shows a year, we'd go to some for retailers where we'd go to sell to stores mm -hmm. and some, store, some events where we'd be going to sell to the public. And both those were important. You had to get into some stores, but you also had to get people playing it so there'd be some word of mouth driving things. It took a lot of work. I spent lots of hours on the phone calling stores and giving out free samples and trying to follow up with somebody and just a lot of lot of time to try and uh, get something started, going to shows and selling a few games and getting people to start playing it word of mouth. Um, one of the things that really helped us to break the corner was the advent of Amazon about eight years ago because oh. when someone would play the game with a family or friend, and then decide they like it. If it wasn't on Amazon, they'd have to go all over and just trying to find a store that might right. have it because we didn't have very many stores that, that we are connected with yet. And so it was kind of regional. You can only find stores in the area where we had regional stores. Um, but someone could say to their cousin in a whole different part of the country, hey, we played this game and they could pick it up on Amazon because it didn't matter where they lived to get it that way. Because we haven't been very available nationwide until recently. We now we're at, we had two games in Target and Barnes and Noble, which are everywhere. But mostly we started with stores in uh, Utah. Even with all that work for five years or so after we started, it was a case where I was spending a couple thousand dollars a month to be in business. Hmm. Um, myself feel poorer than I should have as an airline captain and spending all my free time going to these shows right. instead of going on a cruise or something. Uh, but we were persistent and. You know, over time, uh, uh, persistence paid off, plus our games being ones that, that we had good feedback on and and then turned the corner. And now we're able to be much more um, um, productive and able to do more development because we have more resources and to get more help. Finally got an accountant to take care of the yeah. accounting and, <laughs> and finally got uh, uh, with some help. We have um, a daughter-in-law that's our office manager and a, and our artist. And we have a, a part-time um, graphic artist and and then we have uh, one guy hired who lives on the same island we live on who the last year and a half who's just taken on so much um, of the responsibility and 
in so many ways. He's been a super great help. But uh, we really only have um, uh, my wife and I and one full-time employee and and um, and the part three or four part-time like the, our daughter-in-law and two sons have kind of done some game development. And so just mm-hmm. a little part-time here and there but, and a few a couple of us that are kind of full-time, but, um, but a really small team considering. Right. That's really cool. When you talk about receiving feedback from families about your games, how often do you hear from other families? Because I have a burning question for you. <laughs> we both do. Is it really your cell phone number printed on every game box? Yes, it is. And it has been since the start. Um, what? And I, I, I have a lot of fun interaction with that. Sometimes um, it's a little bit much, but I get so many fun um, people. Some people are asking questions and there's, and it helps me identify what to fix in the next printing because there's a question that people ask and go, well, we didn't make that quite clear. Uh, but I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos on my phone that people have sent me um, of them playing the game together and having fun together. Oh. And see the generations together hanging out. And and sometimes people write and say that they've uh, had a, a game day where they play all of our games, they make all the recipes. And, uh, or they'll over uh, Halloween, they'll all dress up like the characters in the Skull King game. And we have pictures of them. And just, I've had people from, from France and from um, all over the world, you know, people who happen to get the game from word of mouth, who send me these fun messages. And, and I'm able to connect with, make this personal connection with people around the world who were telling me that, playing these games has been meaningful for them and has given them time together. And there's a group that um, organizes events for moms with special needs kids. And some of them tell me that the one thing that their special needs child will do socially is to play cover your assets hmm. um, where they, they won't interact in other ways, but they'll play that game or those kind of things are very rewarding. Um, the very first year we were in business, a, a woman called, she wanted to get the golf game because uh, she had a 17 year old son who mostly was in his room on the computer but once they discovered the golf game every night, as soon as she got home from work, she wanted to um, to play the game with mm. her. And she had a KOA campground store, and she wanted to get the, the game in her store. But from the very start, that helped us to realize that this can be more than just a way to make some extra money. It can be a way to really help people to connect. If that woman hadn't started playing a game with her son, he might have grown up and left off to college. But the fact that they interacted together every night in those formative years from 17 to whenever he he went on to his um, more independent life. That gave him a basis to have a, a really much deeper relationship. And I'm, if that helps, uh, I'm a lucky guy to be able to, to see that kind of positive outcome. Yeah, what a beautiful perspective. And and I I love the idea of having people all together in the same place. That's why I was curious how you come about making a game because I can't tell you how many times we've sat around our table playing games with friends or family and we say to each other, who thought of this? Like like in a good way because it so much goes into making a game. And for our family, and I think yours as well, Megan, we play games because it's an excuse to sit down all together. And your games, I think, are unique because they are not overly complicated. We can play them with our six-year-olds and they really enjoy them. I think I told you in my email, my six-year-old loves Cover Your Assets, but he can't remember the name of it. So he calls it Protect Your Assets. And I was like, yes, let's play Protect Your Assets. <laughs> But it's darling because it's not over overly complicated. And sometimes when I meet people who are like, oh, I'm not a game person, I always want to say, yes, you are. You've played complicated games. Come you sit haven't down. Found the right game. That's right. Mm-hmm. Come sit down and play this game that is very easy to understand, but engaging, fun to look at, and you will be a game person. So from one gamer to another and another, mm-hmm. we are grateful that you have put the time and effort into this because it has brought our family 
I mean, closer sounds cliche, but really closer. <laughs> yeah, we we think of um, uh, cover your assets as kind of the gateway game because they can mm. help people to like games who don't like games. Uh, at, exactly. At the very first, and there was those four gals that came by who owned bookstores, and we talked to them and said, "Well, we don't really like games." As well, take take a minute and try this little game out. And five minutes later, says, "Oh, we like this game," you know, because. <laughs> They were, they were thinking games were hours long and yeah. complicated, have to remember a lot of things, uh, requiring a lot of components. But we want our games to be accessible because, um, you know, it can't be productive unless it's accessible. And, and really, our games are not about accomplishing the game. Our games are about spending time together in an interactive way and building a relationship with the game as a vehicle towards that, not as the end all. Right. But you have a game that... that looks good and feels good and is easy to learn and interactive so that you want to play it over and over again for it to reach those goals. But really, the, we think of it as a, um, as a means to an end, not in the end itself. Think of the relationships and ours being a positive association along with that, but, but the relationships are the part that matter. Uh, and if we, if we achieve any of that kind of success, then and we get to make friends along the way with people that we meet all over the world, it's an enriching part of our lives and it's very satisfying to know that that we're able to have this little bit of a positive interaction with people around the world it's, it's kind of fun well you're spot on i can tell you already that uh we had not introduced skull king to my son yet because i thought it would be over his head and it was past, last november it was out on the table at my parents house and my son said i want to play that because you know the pirates and the you know it's really the cover is really fun and my mom said i don't know let's let's try it and now every single time we go to my parents' house, my mom and my son get out skulking. And I just didn't anticipate it hooking like it did. But now that is something, in fact, I don't even play with them because it's kind of become this like mm-hmm. special thing with them. Mm-hmm. So that is already happening. I can tell you that it's happened across the world and it will continue to happen because you have facilitated that. We, we try and make all of our games have a, a basic game that is easy to learn. And then we give people advanced options that they can move into so that they don't have to remember everything at first. But once they've got the basic down and want to add more depth of play, then all the games have ways they can do that. Uh, so it's almost like having a built-in expansion in the box for the same um, value. And then if we can have um, that experience where all generations are getting together and we get real people around a real table with, a, with real relationships, then, then we're having um, the kind of interaction we hope to encourage. One hundred percent. Very well said. Love that. Well, Brent, tell us of all of your games, which one is your favorite to play? Well, that's kind of like asking my favorite child, which oh. I, because because I love them all in their own special way. You know? Because they're all they're all you know special to me, and I I wouldn't put my name on any box that I didn't enjoy playing. Uh, but I do have to say, um, and they have different. I'm famous for different reasons, you know, because it's like a, you might like roast beef some days but you want chicken the other day um and they can both be favorites uh, depending upon the the environment or whatever um, um so but um and the bottom line if i was going to say okay i've got an evening available for just recreational play and i've got some players that are experienced and want, we're going to have a really uh dynamic graphics game night then i i usually default to skulking because i like the uh, bidding aspect of it and the yo ho ho and the come from behind possibilities been a favorite for a long time, so I, I'm a big fan of uh, of, of Skull King. But if I have a, 
people that are newbies and we want to get them play and have them fun first, then skulking is, I'm sorry, cover assets is a, a natural because it's so easy to get people in three minutes to be laughing and, and interacting and not being overwhelmed by the, by the rules. And the speed element of nuts about mutts is a favorite for me. I love the mm. matching and running sequence. Um, we had a game we played for decades as with our kids, we called killer uno that had about a dozen extra rules to make uno dynamic and all kinds of things. It was a little bit too much, but yeah. it was, um, it was, but um, nuts about mutts is our kind of way to make that concept work in a more interesting way and have it be um, having be challenging with the speed elements, which are in, that are in there that you can slow it down for little kids, but the speed elements, what makes it really right. um, dynamic. You've got to be on the edge of your seat to not uh, avoid uh, taking extra cards um, or missing turns to play. Right. How fun. Now, do you ever play non-card games? Like, you know, if you and if you have adult kids around and you guys have a few hours to kill, because that was the other element of your games that I appreciate is they don't take hours. Sometimes someone comes over like, do you want to play Settlers of Catan? I'm always like, yes, but I don't want to spend two hours. I want like half an hour. So are there any games that you enjoy playing that maybe aren't your own or are strategy games, something that you like? Well, I learned an interesting thing about 50 uh, years ago. Um, there was a couple of girls uh, in the church where I, in the, in, the, in the church ward association where I grew up, uh, that would host parties at the house. And they played what we called chair games, which were games that didn't really require any equipment. Um, but we played these games, and I learned these games from these, from these two girls. Um, and I, I've been playing some of those games for 50 years with my peers as a youth, with youth groups since then, with young adult groups, with um, other groups of adults. I mean, just, I played these games hundreds of times in large group settings. So you can play with uh, 10 or 20, 30 people at a time. And so uh, these, I have, you know, eight or 10 or six, five or six, whatever, these kind of games that are kind of group interactive games that have been really a big part of our of our social interactions over the years. And we may someday put together a little game box that introduces people how to play all these games because they've been such a big part of, of my life, uh, whether I was a like I was on the yearbook staff as a teenager, as a high school senior year, and I was the editor of the yearbook. And I said, we're going to have a party, but there's going to be no drinking or smoking, or no, no, no drinking or drugs. And they go, what are we going to do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, I have these games. We're going to play these games. And at first they're a little bit hesitant, but after they played a few, they go, got any more of these weird games? <laughs> you know? um, and so um, I, I was always able to, or always hoping to be able to show people that they can have a good time without having to have uh, stimulants or um, or or anything, and I, we always at our house growing up, we built this big rec room, um, big thousand square foot um, lodge style rec room, and we had just hundreds of parties with uh, with kids um, and, and at that room, and and it was such an important part of our kids' socialization because they had all these friends that come over for parties and dances. We had dances for up to eighty five kids in this room, and we had disco ball and everything, and we had a. Um, big speakers and and we'd have all these parties and it was such an important thing for them to have all these friends that they didn't need to have to pair off with boyfriends or girlfriends when they were in high school they had, they had so many friends they didn't need to and they waited to got to college age and and met people and married and and but we just had so much fun partying with the kids we would have these parties and we would be playing with them and and um having a good time so we just um really have enjoyed um being social and, and having people over and partying. And, and you can always do these games 
with a group. And it's probably wasn't the answer you're looking for. You're probably looking for other games. Yeah, um, no, that, that resonates <laughs> with us because we talk a lot about wanting to have the fun home, the home where our kids want to bring their friends to gather. And I think playing games is one of the important aspects of that goal. I don't know about you, ma'am, but I did not uh, know that we were going to get such wonderful life and parenting advice here tonight. Also, thank you for that. We have had many experiences where people are always like, oh, I didn't know that we could have fun without, you know, significant amounts of other things around. And we always go, yes, we can. And we'll show you how to do it. We are proof. We are proof. Yes. And I, But I really like the idea of just, there's a theme. I've caught on to a theme with you and it's gathering. You like to gather people and we are also gatherers. If if people can all be together having good, clean fun, that is where we want to be. And I think there's a paradigm in relationship. Uh, you have associations and work and school. And then you if you have someone in your home and interact, then the, the level of connection goes way up because now you're you've you've broken that border of just being kind of affiliates. You've become friends. And the more you do things with somebody in your own home, uh, that really develops that relationship. And if you travel with somebody, that's the next step up. And you're either going to like it more or less after you travel with somebody. Um, but we um, we have hosted um, so many parties over the years. Uh, we built this record. The first party we had was a 16th birthday party for our oldest daughter. And then the last party we had before we moved out of that house was the wedding reception of our youngest son. So it oh. took him to that year of beginning dating to all being married off from that room. Whoa. So, How that cool important. is that? Now, am I imagining right that it was literally a thousand square foot room? Not only a thousand square feet, but with big wooden lodge beams, like big six by 10 massive beams with steel plates holding the beams together. It was 224 black bolts holding these plates together that made this room massive. And it had a big, huge fireplace at one end. It had the, <sighs> It had the hardwood floors from my old junior high school that they tore down. I salvaged the floors out of my junior high school and refinished them in that floor. And the, the wainscoting and the wood were all natural wood that had been either reclaimed or, or made by my brother in his portable sawmill. And we just, we just uh, used the heck of that room, but it was, um, it was good times. Megan, I now know we need, we need you in your backyard. Megan's been talking about re-landscaping your backyard. I would like to put in a pool. You put in the dance hall. And between us two, our children will never leave our neighborhood. And that is my dreams come true. Thank you. Thank you, Grandpa Beck, for that. Good idea. We thought about putting in a racquetball court, so I like racquetball. Yeah. But, uh, but I decided that this big garage with the room above it would be something we could use year-round. And we, we, you know, maybe I could have used that money and... and and bought a cabin or something, which would have been really great. But I figured this cabin right behind the house, we could use every every week, you know, and it, it really became a, a central part of our kids' um, experience. And now our oldest daughter, she lives in Houston, and they built a house. Her husband's a doctor, and, and they're hosting big parties for their friends and things. So the kids are carrying on the tradition of, of trying to be connectors and be Inter, you know, entertaining people and and bringing people into the home and try and make those um, those connections with people. That was wonderful. Really cool. What a payday. Real, yeah, that is that's a parent payday. That's really cool. But is there anything else that you would like to share with us or our listeners? Something you know that that a funny story with your family or anything else you like to add? Um, I would say just briefly um, that if you think about it, really, what life is all about is relationships. You know, there's a lot of things we have to do a lot of stuff in life. We have to work hard to, 
to do things. But in the end, uh, the relationships that matter are, uh, of course, relationship with God, so we know who we are, and a relationship with our family, and then relationship with the people we meet. And if we can try and be um, a bit of a of a light of of um, someone who's who's um, you know has a positive outlook and who can see the good in the world, and and uh, I would say someone told me this once that uh, we all brighten the room. Some when we enter, and some when we leave. So <laughs> try, try and be the person who who brightens the room when you enter the room instead of when you leave the room. Uh, then that, mm. that's a positive. Um, but just just take time for people. Um, don't get so busy with um, with work and and stuff that you forget the ones you love and and make the and don't don't be afraid to party with your kids. I mean, uh, I think if you're fun, uh, like we when our kids first starting dating, we'd we'd go on double dates with them and and we paid for dinner and got to go. They got to go someplace nice, and we our kids never resented going on a double date with us because, um, in fact, we I was a pilot, so we used to take the kids one at a time and we'd do a double day where we'd fly down to Burbank, California, go to Six Flags for the day and have dinner and fly back. The best day, we had 41 roller coaster rides in one day in October in one eight hour or nine hour, eight or whatever, 10 hour stint, you know, at, at Six Flags. What? And that was, that My was husband has the wrong career. My husband needs a career change. I need a career change. That <laughs> is incredible. What teenage kid would not love that? That is incredible. Well, you're right. Relationships. That's where it's at. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I've been, I've really enjoyed it. You guys are, are great. I, I hope that we meet in person sometime. And now that I know that I have your phone number on six different boxes in my home, you will hear from us. Grandpa Beck, thank you. Please tell your wife thank you also for letting us have you and for putting together these wonderful recipes and games. We're grateful. She's a big part of it. Uh, I would not be anywhere without her because she is very strategic on all the all the games and she's had half the good ideas for the artwork come from her along with april so it's really um, a family operation i had the audacity to begin but really we'd be no place without grandma beck making it happen well we're grateful for grandma beck too yes thank you thank Appreciate you it. have a great day okay bye-bye okay that was so fun i feel like we know more than we should know that felt like a lot of great insider information yeah He's a pilot turned game card, card game, <laughs> game card <laughs> turned him into a game, <laughs> just like Alice in Wonderland. Um, game maker, game maker. Yeah, it's just cool. It's cool. It I'm very inspired. Fascinating. I can't yeah. wait to get more of his games. Well, I feel like we're gonna get him hot, hot off the press now. We have insider's information. I'm gonna go find that crumble game, crumble cookie. The yes. uh, cover your cover your cookies. cover your cookies. Yes. Very cool. So everyone let's let's uh support them like you support us we are going to link um april the illustrator who does the most whimsical cards ever we're going to link her information uh we're going to link grandpa beck's instagram uh, and we will also have a link to purchase games so if you are ready to take that leap you three percenters out there who don't play games yet mm -hmm. we will have the link for you and we would love to play games with you. So if you need a, a game partner, oh, you call us. We're a lot of fun to play games with. We would love to leave our children at home and come play with you. <laughs> and be very competitive. We're very competitive. <laughs> it's a delight. True. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, Maybe a risk. It is time to put this baby to bed. Let's do it. All right. Please take a minute to rate, review, comment, leave us some feedback or love. Go buy a Grandpa Beck game or two or three. 
we'll all take whatever you have for us because we love you and appreciate you. All right. Be a friend to everyone. Bye. Bye.